BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The Chicago Bulls get their third win in a row, this time beating the Houston Rockets in overtime. Even though there were some questions in the fourth quarter of that game, we're going to talk about that game and the fourth quarter decisions by Billy Donovan and what he said after the game. We're also going to talk about the fourth quarter uh, of Kobe White and why he's ready to be trusted more in fourth quarter situations and how Zach Levine just had his most complete game, maybe as a Chicago Bull. All that, plus a little bit of the mailbag, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today, man. And listen, the Bulls got a dub, right? And that is the most important thing is that the Bulls are getting a dub. We came into this, um, you know, this part of the month saying that we had the Bulls had 11 games left, only three of those games being against teams with winning records. The Houston Rockets being one of them, and they took care of business in that in the overtime period of that game. Now, there are definitely some questions down the fourth quarter of this game uh, with the Bulls, like, really al- allowing Alfred and Sengun to really go off on them, push that game to overtime. And those looked pretty ugly in the, in the start of the overtime period, but the Bulls were able to pull it out, still get a five-point victory. But, you know, when you look at the performance of the Bulls, right, Kobe White with 30 points, eight assists, four rebounds, Zach Levine with 25 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists, and three steals. DeMar DeRozan with 19 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. And then Nikola Vucevic with 18 points, 15 rebounds, and 3 assists as well. And then uh, Alex Caruso also in double figures. The bench kind of spreading out that as well. Only 13 minutes for Andre Drummond. But overall, I love the balance of the offense throughout most of the game. Things got a little interesting in the fourth quarter, like I said, we're going to talk about. But Billy Donovan did a really good job, and that was something that I was looking out for, is how Billy Donovan managed the offensive load for this team uh, as far as spreading that offense around and making sure that we keep doing what we had been doing when Zach Levine was out. And that's really spreading the ball around, getting everybody involved, everybody getting their touches. In the first half of this game, almost every starter had right around seven to nine shots. DeMar DeRozan was a little bit higher on that because he kind of went a little rogue there towards the end of the um, end of the uh, of, of the second quarter. But outside of that, it was a really good just, uh, uh, you know, spreading the ball around in the offense of a complete uh, uh, team attack. In that fourth quarter by the Chicago, I'm sorry, in that first half by the Chicago Bulls. And then things start getting a little interesting, right? Zach had one of the best second quarters you will ever see from him, both defensively and in what he brought offensively in the game. Uh, everything, just defensively making stops, getting steals. Uh, had a really big assist to Nikola Vucevic in that second quarter, all those type of things. Zach had a really, really good game in this one. 
And then we got to the third quarter of this game, and the Bulls really still played extremely well throughout most of it. You started seeing signs of little things breaking down. And then we get into the fourth quarter of this game. You're going to hear a lot of people talk about the fourth quarter in this game, especially down the stretch, right? Uh, 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 DeMar DeRozan, who in the fourth quarter of this game goes 0 of 6. And the last play, a game-winning potential shot, is ran for DeMar DeRozan instead of Kobe White, who Kobe White, not having an amazing fourth quarter as well, but had an overall better second half. Keep in mind, DeMar DeRozan went almost 20 minutes, 20 minutes of not scoring a basket in both the overtime period. He didn't score a basket in the fourth quarter, and I think his last basket came around the mid of the third quarter, but he still went to DeMar DeRozan in that late game situation, and actually, Billy Donovan talked about it after the game, and he said this. Make sure you guys don't get too too much DeMar-centric at the end of games in those ISO situations. Well, the, the, the regulation was on me because just going back and watching them on film, they've got, you know, a real history of what I would say, just running and trapping the ball, whoever's got loading it. loading up on the... Yeah, and, and I just was concerned about running actions and getting too many people in too tight of a space and there being traps and, and not being able to find somebody. So I kind of created the space that way on purpose just because they had shown that quite a bit. and. I just wanted to make sure if it was DeMar or Zach or Kobe, either one of them had the ball and they were trapped. They had to have some outlets. So that's why the the floor was spaced. And you know, I didn't get a real good look at it. It looked like Van Fleet was moving up the lane line almost to run to Zach. And I think Zach's man was going to maybe run to DeMar. But I just wanted to make sure if DeMar had the ball in that situation, there was enough room to make a play. But that that last play, that's why I did that in, in, in that situation. Outside of that one, I thought we had some pick and roll. I, I didn't think that... You know, there was some opportunities I thought to hit Vooch on the roll. Singoon changed up his coverage. Sometimes he was back and Kobe was turning the corner. Then they came, kind of came up and started to blitz it a little bit. And we found Vooch in the pocket. But I thought we got out of rhythm a little bit, even though I thought we generated some good shots. But because we were out of rhythm, I didn't think we shot the ball well. And so it, it's good to hear, right? I think sometimes as basketball fans, right, we look at the result of the play and we think that that was the play. And I love that Billy Donovan did talk about the fact that there was actions for Kobe, Zach, and DeMar in that he wanted to make sure that he created space, right? So I, I like that that happened. Uh, but, you know, I like that also that they, that they asked him about uh, it becoming DeMar-centric in the fourth quarters of games. And I've said this before, right? Uh, with the Bulls going on a long scoring drive, we're talking about five plus minutes of not scoring a bucket did the Chicago Bulls, a lot of those situations are going to go to DeMar DeRozan because he can either get to the free throw line and he hits tough shots. That is that is kind of um, – that that's uh, uh, Billy Donovan's safety net. It has always been. And you have somebody with that ability who, who, who uh, can typically hit shots really good. It's going to happen in that way. Now, I do hope that we start seeing a little bit more trust to go to Kobe White, right? Kobe and Zach really are what pulled the Bulls out of this game and got us the victory, and you like to see that as well. And so when it comes down to it, I understand what Billy Donovan was saying in that, but I also think we got to start looking at creating other opportunities and making sure that the ball is in other people's hands. And Billy Donovan and Zach Levine talked about it after the game, and they said this. Playing really well throughout the whole game, that fourth quarter. Um, last three just didn't look good. You know, guys, I think, even overpassed a little bit and just didn't get to the right spots, not the same rhythm. They start clicking offensively. Um, but we, we found a way to you know, pull it out with some big stops, big shots. You know, I got a lot of confidence in Vooch. I got a lot of confidence in in, in Demar, um, and 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 Zach and Kobe. Um, you know, it doesn't. I think there's times, you know, where you know, there's 15, 20 seconds to go in a game. It's one possession, and you, you got to get a stop. And maybe you want to put guys out there to switch, or you're down. But 
you know, we're going to play those guys. You know, we're going to play those guys. And, and um, you know, I, like I said, I've got confidence in those guys. And so, you know, I understand that. And I, I, I play these clips so kind of fans can kind of understand, especially the more casual ones. That's not a shot. That's just, yeah, you know, a lot of casual fans don't understand how actions work. In, in, in NBA plays and basketball plays, right? Meaning that there's usually a bunch of branches in a play and those branches are determined by what the defense shows you and then you can get the ball to other players. Now, like I said before, I am all for Kobe White getting more opportunities in the fourth quarter of, of games because I really do think he's starting to earn that and he's shown the ability to do that and we have to show um, more confidence in Kobe as a player that we're trying to grow his game in those fourth quarter opportunities. When you look at fourth quarters, in the, on the season, right, and we know Kobe's ascension came a little bit after the season started, but in the, in the season so far, Kobe White is averaging f- uh, five points per game in the fourth quarters, 1.4 assists, and one rebound in fourth quarters of, of games. He's shooting the ball 52% in fourth quarters from the field and 45% from three-point range. Now, those numbers aren't awfully huge, right? He's only averaging three shots in fourth quarters as well, but I think that what we're seeing is that we need to be able to trust Kobe White a little bit more in fourth quarters, and I hope that Billy Donovan, who is very analytics-driven, is going to start seeing that. Like, I get it. And Kobe White himself kind of pushed back on the fact that if he was ignored in it, um, you know, he talked about the fact that, you know, th- that he ran several drag plays as well for Nikola Vucevic, and that he's kind of trusting himself as well. He said this, that the that Rockets were keying in on him, and that he had to make his teammates look, or get his teammates in the situation to make the right plays. Actually, we're going to go ahead and play a clip from Kobe right here. Getting a lot of open wins in transition, so um, some nights it's not going to be always be me. Sometimes it might be Doe, sometimes it might be Pat. You know, I think that we all just try to make the right plays uh, every time down the court, especially in the offensive end. You know, the way he's playing right now, the growth of this game is incredible. You know, the stretch he's on, so um, want to keep him in that type of rhythm, obviously. And, you know, when I'm on the court, you know, that's that's who I always am able to find. I have a little, little sense I find him on the break or, you know, if he's behind me, something like that, you know, just pitch the ball to him because, uh, you know, he's, he, he's hot right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you got to keep him in that rhythm. So that is just, like I said, Kobe has the right mindset. And that is the mindset you want from your point guard is having the mindset of, hey, I don't really feel like I'm being phased out of the offense. I need to get other players involved. That's part of my game. That's part of my evolution. I think ultimately it comes down to this. You need to trust Kobe White in fourth quarters. That doesn't always mean that he's going to be the one to take the shots for you. But that does mean that in trusting Kobe White, you're trusting his decision-making as your starting point guard on your team. And that is what the most important part is, whether it's him dishing it off, whether it's him him, um, scoring the ball and, and taking the shot himself is that we as Bulls fans are starting to ask that question, is it time to just start trusting and putting the ball in Kobe's hands more in fourth quarter scenarios so that you can build it? And I talked about that a little bit on the post game show that we did live after the game. It's just, it really comes down to if you want Kobe to be a fourth quarter killer eventually and you want to be able to trust him, you have to give him those opportunities to either sink or swim. And DeMar DeRozan is a safety net for, for Billy Donovan in a lot of ways. And we've seen Billy come off that sum, right? We've seen him like he's trusting Kobe and other players more down stretches of games, but when it starts getting tight and the Bulls aren't scoring buckets, he always goes to DeMar DeRozan and more times than not, that's probably going to work for you, right? And I I know that a lot of people kind of made the DeMar DeRozan decision making in the fourth quarter where he kind of went a little rogue, went heavy isolation, like I said, 0 for 6 in the fourth quarter of of that game and, and make it seem like it's all bad for DeMar and it's not. DeMar's doing things out there to help the team and I think it comes down to your coach, Billy Donovan, has to be be willing to put you in a situation to do other things and to trust other players on this team. You are never going to develop another closer if you constantly go away from them 
in the fourth quarter of the game. So, you know, that's just a little thought process. That's why I wanted to read the stats from Kobe White in the fourth quarters of these games because it's just things that that we definitely need uh, that we can see some improvement on from Billy Donovan. And he's not perfect at all, right? We, we know that. You guys know I'm not even a Billy Donovan guy. I'm not a Billy Donovan fan. But I, I like to be able to be objective when it comes to what's happening with the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, objectively, Billy Donovan's doing a lot right out there right now. And that's not something if you guys have been fans of this show for a while or listeners of the show for a while, I, I don't I don't always I haven't always been able to say that. But I like the way, for the most part, that Billy Donovan is managing a lot of these rotations and managing, uh, you know, uh, trying to changing the play style from the Bulls from a heavy isolation team to a team that's running a more fluid style offense. So, you know, that's something to be said. I just wanted to talk about that. I do hope that we start seeing more trust for Kobe White later in these games because he could just he, he he's he's developing every aspect of his game right now. And I love hearing things like like Zach Levine saying, hey. Kobe White is hot right now. We want to make sure that we keep that going. And I love that that mentality from the team. But in talking about players being hot and kind of going away from it, Andre Drummond, who was on an absolute tear as a starter while, while Nikola Vucevic was going down, only played 13 minutes in this game. He ended up only scoring four points, two steals, one assist, no rebounds from Andre Drummond. And uh, if per like Stacey King, that this is the first time that that's ever happened for Andre Drummond to not register a rebound in a game who was one of the best rebounders in the game today. So let's hope that that goes well also. And Patrick Williams, right? I think that I'd be remiss to not talk about the fact that, hey, the fact that Patrick Williams got taken out of the starting lineup, we got Alice Crusoe back in there starting. We basically ran up four players that have played guard the majority of their careers out there in Nikola Vucevic. And we're starting to see signs of passive P again. Now, he is coming back from injury, and I hope that the, the injury, right, which he also, he almost missed two games. He did miss one game. He almost missed the second game. Uh, as well, hopefully that's a big part of it. Now he went two for six in the field from in this game, three steals, one assist, only five points. He did have a positive plus minus of plus nine, but I'm a little bit concerned that we're seeing now back to back games of passive P again. Like I said before, though, I'm going to give a little bit of of space in there because he is coming back from injury. Let's hope that that's the thing, and it's not that P will is starting to go back and, and default back to some of the things he did now that Vooch and, and Zach are back in the starting lineup. So that's something I'm going to keep an eye on. Don't be surprised if I talk about it quite a bit on the next few episodes of how Pat, well, after the next few games of how Pat is kind of playing and really kind of watching and monitoring what impact Pat is having on the game. Um, so that's a little, little, just a little something to, to keep to keep an eye out for um, in that as well. But let me know what you guys think on that. All right, as far as the fourth quarter decision making, hearing that explanation from Billy Donovan, did it kind of help you as, as far as a little bit of, of your feelings on why we went what, the way we did in the fourth quarter? Uh, the confidence in Kobe White. Do you do you think that we do need to put the ball in Kobe White's hands more? And how are you feeling about the potential return of passive P? Is that scaring you a little bit like it's scaring me, right? But with that said, Zach Levine had his clear best game back since returning from injury, and that's 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 not even uh, hyperbole at all. We we and we've seen Zach Levine have really good defensive uh impact since he came back, right? So I want to make sure it's not like Zach's been playing horrible. He just hasn't really been shooting the ball overly effectively, but. In this game, 25 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, 1 block, and only 4 turnovers from Zach Levine. Zach Levine balled out in this game going 8 of 15 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3-point range, and he stepped in in key moments and, like I said, made key plays that aren't going to necessarily step out to you in the stat sheet. And when you look at Zach Levine's 3 games back so far from injury, he's averaging 16.3 points per game, 7 rebounds, 5.3 assists. He's also averaging over a steal and over a block per game 
in that time as well, which is not something we've always been able to say for Zach Levine. And the shoot, shooting splits aren't the best. 47% from the field. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. 36%, basically 37% from three-point range. We know that that can improve. He's also getting four free throws a game in his return so far, hitting that at a 76% clip. He's a career 83% uh, free throw shooter, so you expect that to go up for Zach Levine, absolutely. But this is it, what we're seeing from Zach Levine right now, I think are things that we've been wanting to see from Zach, and that's him being engaged defensively. I do not want to understate that at all. Zach Levine has been locked in defensively, giving effort both on and off ball and whether it is, I know people are going to take that and say, well, he's playing really well to up to up his trade value, which could very well be the truth, right? I'm not saying that that can't be. That's absolutely probably um, a, a case to be made with that. But we're seeing Zach Levine really thrive as being a number two, right? And that could be why teams are coming back in on Zach Levine as well because of his ability now to, to show this defensive ability if he can keep that going. It makes Zach Levine really much more of a, of a complete player than what we saw at times for him here in Chicago. And so, you know, I know that a lot of Bulls fans as well, they see the play from Zach and they're saying, especially with DeMar in the fourth quarter, let's move DeMar, let's not move Zach. I think we got to remember that Zach Levine did request a trade. And so whether it happens or not, we'll end up seeing what happens with that. If Zach Levine keeps playing this way, the Chicago Bulls are going to win more games. And I love how Zach and Kobe are really playing well together and keep in mind, they're the two longest-tenured Bulls on this team, and so they have a chemistry. They have a camaraderie, right? We see it every year in media day where Kobe White does something to scare the shit out of Zach Levine. We know the relationship that those two guys have, and I know that, you know, it's been made a lot about Zach Levine and what's going to happen and all of that, but Zach coming back in here and fitting in, which is what he's been trying to do, I think needs to garner some level of respect as well because, listen, Zach Levine could have easily tried to come back and gun it to try to up that trade value if he just wants to get out. And it raises the question from a lot of Bulls fans on, can the Chicago Bulls, or if the Bulls really start winning at a high level, we're now clearly a game, uh, we have a, a whole game lead on the ninth seed, right? Um, with The eighth seed isn't out of the realm of possibility with the 10 games we have left and the strength of schedule over those 10 games. But could Zach Levine look at this team and, and decide, maybe I do want to stay and see this thing out, maybe through another year, I think it is a possibility. Zach wouldn't be the first player that to request a trade end up staying on the team well after that trade request comes through, right? And I think ultimately what we're seeing right now is best for the team, it's best for Zach, it's best for everyone. And Billy Donovan even mentioned it. Billy Donovan, a quote from B B uh, Billy Donovan saying this, I thought, you know, as the game started, he had some opportunity. I thought he made a couple of great dives. He just didn't finish until he took a couple of really good pull-up quick shots with his defenders 
Uh, they didn't go in early, you know, but I thought he was, uh, the way he was playing in terms of decisiveness was really good. And then I thought late, we had some opportunities. We weren't great offensively, and certainly Sangoon gave us a lot of problems. But, you know, I thought the entire team kept their head in the game. And I think, you know, obviously, Zach Levine's three-point play was big. And then coming back and knocking down that three, uh, that six-pack of points that got us, the, uh, I think, up one point. And at that point uh, in time, kind of changed the tone of the game. And that is the impact that Zach Levine can have on basketball games when he's locked in and playing well. And I think the gravity of Kobe White, right, is that it's allowing Zach Levine to kind of go in not the same way because Kobe isn't the the assist guy yet. Can you even say that of a Pat Bev? But we're seeing now Zach Levine come in, be locked in defensively, but also because he doesn't have to handle the ball as much and he's playing off ball, he's running more catch and shoots. Really, we're doing that really well for Zach Levine. That Kobe White's ascension is directly helping Zach Levine kind of fit in more in the things that he does well. And it's up to Billy Donovan to keep that thing going, right? To keep up and finding a way for that to stay this tone of the Chicago Bulls team. Can he do it? We'll end up seeing. It's definitely a possibility, but I really like the way that Zach Levine is coming back in and playing. And I wanted to acknowledge Zach Levine having his best game back as a Chicago Bull, making a big impact in him and Kobe really being huge reasons why we won that basketball game, especially with Sangoon coming in and turning into Jordan in the last in the fourth quarter in the start of the overtime period. So, you know, it is what it is. But to kind of bring it all together, man, the Bulls won a game that I really honestly thought that they might have lost, right? And there are so many games over the last couple of years that went this way for the Chicago Bulls where they play well, they have leads, leads go down, it goes into overtime, and they don't end up having enough. And Kobe White and Zach Levine were big parts of why the Bulls had enough to go ahead and close out that game. But all right, y'all. I want to get into the voicemail bag a little bit. We got two voicemails. It was filling up. So you guys know when we start getting overflow, you start getting voicemails on daily episodes. Let's go ahead and play this first one. This one's from Bulls Daily. What's going on, Ash? Bulls Daily. What's going on, Chicago Bulls family? So, um, this is going to be a quick one. I ain't really want to say too much. I just feel like um, I just wanted to talk about my boy Andre Drummond and just a little bit of Zach, Zach, Zach Levine, a little bit on Zach. But mainly on AD, I just feel like um, I hope that with everybody that's coming back from injury, I hope that BD can find some type of way to keep my boy in rotation. And I don't mean 9, 10 minutes, 14 minutes a game. We have to find a way. Well, I'm not going to say we because this man getting paid millions of dollars to figure shit out. So, hey, Billy Donovan, get your chewing ass up. I know your jaw is hurt. You probably just ate two tons of fucking spearmint gum and shit. But listen, stop chewing your fucking life away and really look at what you got. This man, Andre Drummond, is a fucking gem. He's a he's a man amongst he he's a man amongst boys type shit. Like this man, we have to find a way. Billy Donovan has to find a way to get this man more minutes. I heard him say in his post game press conference how he doesn't know if he's gonna be able to get more minutes. What the fuck? What the fuck do you mean? What the fuck do you mean you don't know if if he's going to be able to get more minutes? You the fucking coach, Lord. You the coach, Lord. If you don't know, who the fuck else is going to know anything? This man is incompetent. He's stupid. He's illiterate. I don't want to hear no more about that fucking them Florida days. Them days is long gone, man. It's been 10 plus years, man. Them days is long gone. But anyway... Get 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 that man Andre Drummond slash Mr. Windex clean some more fucking minutes, man. He cleaning up the boys out there, Lord. You're real talk. Give my boy some more minutes. 
Yeah, and I just want to speak on Zach real quick for my time right now. I just felt like get it close up out my city. It's been two games. He played like trash in both games. He wasn't aggressive in no games. This man, was, he scored nine points with like two for 14 or some shit. He got most of his points at, 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 at the foul line. Man, just get folks light-skinned, weak-ass up out of here, Lord. On some real shit. Just move around, gang. For real. We're going to slide through your crib and look a pod, knock on that door, boom, boom, boom. Just go on and pack it up for me, Lord. O'Neal. Just move around, gang. But that's, that's all I had to say, man. It's Bulls Daily from the low end of that rack. All right, boys, like, bruh, listen, I know you, you, I don't want to change you, but listen, let's chill, let's chill, let's, let's, let's get our thoughts together, man, let's chill on the light skin slander, just focus on, because everything, I get what you're saying with everything, right, but let's, let's just focus on talking the basketball aspect of it, boys, daily, they keep calling in, don't stop calling in, but I just had to point that out, but here's what I'll say, right, Andre Drummond, uh, it, this voicemail, by the way, was left before yesterday's game, guys, so it wasn't that Bulls Daily missed yesterday's game, it just, this voicemail was left before them. Um, but one of your concerns as far as Billy Donovan finding minutes for Drummond, there's at least in this first game reason for concern in that. 13 minutes uh, played in his first game back on the bench after really balling out for the Chicago Bulls. And I really thought we would see kind of like Vooch maybe still getting more minutes, like 29, 30 minutes. But you see Andre Drummond playing 18 to 20 minutes to go right back to 13 minutes a game. And it wasn't like Drum was playing terrible, right? Yes, he didn't get rebounds, things like that. But um, at times, especially when Sangoon was cooking, I would love to see Drum's defense out there on him, but unfortunately it just didn't happen. But uh, So I, I share that concern with you. I understand where that concern's rooted in, and Billy Donovan has to find a way to keep that going because, listen, you get drumming. We talked about it. You get drumming anything over 15 minutes, he's getting you basically a double-double. And that's a luxury that not a lot of NBA teams have coming off the bench for them, and that could be something that adds a wrinkle for the Chicago Bulls team. Now, as far as Zach Levine, I get what you're saying in the scoring department. Up until last night's game, he had a big scoring output last night. Again, guys, this voicemail was left before last night's game. But you got to keep in mind, he's been making an impact defensively. I know for Zach Levine, we're so trained to look at offensively because that is his his best skill set as an NBA player in his career. It's been what he can do offensively. But he's been making a really big impact defensively for this Bulls team. And I don't want to overlook that because he wasn't shooting the ball. And, you know, again, your player's coming back from injury. He already admitted that he was being winded. You got to get your legs back under you. So let's see what Zach Levine goes for now. He's uh, like a, went over the stats for three games. And now let's start looking at how Zach Levine plays. Now that he's back in the starting lineup, seems like that, that, that conditioning's back really good for him. And let's see what that ends up turning into. But, all right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Todd. What's up, Paige? Todd, man, long-time listener, viewer, but first-time caller. Uh, first off, man, very proud of you. I've been with you since the day you took over Locked On Bulls from um, Madden Big Games, and you just done an amazing job, brother, especially through all of the bullshit up and down that we've been dealing with since almost literally that day. But um, I, had a, I had a thought that I wanted to run by you in regard to this upcoming Bulls Ring of Honor ceremony. Uh, and celebration. Could it be that we're looking at the precipice of the next great Bulls team? And by that, I mean those to whom we have drafted. If you look at all of our great teams, Jordan, Pippen, Grant, we drafted. Rodman being the only, the only, um, exception to that, right? Rose, Joaquin, Dang, we drafted. Now we're looking at potentially a draft class, or not class, but Kobe, Pat, Io, DT, and Terry, uh, Phillips, potentially. Now what I want to talk about is why that's important. Player mentorship line. This is why I think, and I'm not mad at AK keeping this team intact 
but moving on from Zach Levine. Hear me out. There, there are lines of mentorship. For instance, Caruso, specifically defense, motor, and tangible. That directly lines up with Pat, Io, Kobe, and Dalen Terry. Rebounding, drum, directly mentors to Nogo and Taylor. Offense, Devo, we've already seen it with Pat and with Io in terms of their mid, their corner, their elbow shooting and things like that. And then again, motor, Craig, mentoring, Dalen Terry, Phillips, and Io. But then, now that we're starting to really pull back from our alumni, Imagine if we could get mentorship lines from, like, Joe King or Dalen Terry, because obviously we know they ain't never going to be no offensive threat, right? But every other intangible they have. Rodman for Dalen Terry, if we could get him back in any substantial way. And the last one, the great one that I think would unlock Pat, Luau Dang. Could we pull him back in? I know he's doing his work over there in Africa, but could we pull him back in any substantive way to mentor Pat? They got a lot of the same, a lot of the same, um, same, same, uh, capabilities, although Dane was a couple inches taller, but they got that same low-key spirit, but, but, but killer and all that stuff. So I see a direct lineage there too. Tell me what you think about that. Okay. And I get what you're saying on this. I think sometimes as fans, we overrate mentorship from players. That's not to say that it doesn't have a big impact. But, like, when you start getting into things of let's get Luol Deng and let's bring Joe back and let's bring Dennis Rodman to mentor this player, I think the most important thing and why you saw the Bulls um, invest in this is player development, and that is why you have a player development department. Yes, you have players that can mentor, but guess what? Dennis Rodman, have you seen Dennis Rodman walk uh, lately? He's not getting out on the court and mentoring anybody on what they need to do on the court. It's just not happening. So while it sounds good and it, and it sounds like this legacy thing and it's all great to see – Let's, let's have our former players come back and mentor. The bigger thing other than mentorship from former players is having a player development staff that their job is to work with players day in and day out and fine-tune their in their game. And so even like you said, like Dalen Terry doesn't have much of an offensive upside, I got to disagree with that. I think he does. He just needs to work on that shot, and that's what a player development department's for. So I get, like I said, I get what you're saying, and the rah-rah, the nature of it of being a lifelong Bulls fan it's, it would sound amazing to have Lou Aldane come and mentor Julian Phillips and Dalen Terry, but at the end of the day, they're not going to be there day-to-day. They're not going to be there in every practice. They're not going to travel with the team. That's why you have a player development department, and that is why you've seen such an emphasis made on the fact that the Bulls invested heavily in creating a player development department and filling out that staff. That is more important to develop these young players than having any former players come in and mentor, especially when you talk about players who aren't still playing. Now, you talk about the Alice Caruso, the DeMar DeRozans. Yes, they have a big impact on the, on the mental parts, especially for those young Bulls players in that mentor, mentorship. But I think, again, the most important thing is that player development department, and let's hope that they start, uh, which we've already seen. Kobe's talking about how they've worked the shot, right? We've seen Dalen Terry and things like that, and let's hope that we start seeing the results of that for years and years and years to come. But, guys, thank you for leaving those voicemails. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.